0: Two episodes now. I have been uh listening and being uh and, and have been envious of uh, Adam's
1: Raymond Barone impression. Oh, so uh, you're too kind.
0: Adam, will you give us a Deborah?
1: Can I need I need more to get into it than just Deborah? I need some emotional art. Tell me what's just happened in Ray's beautiful living room.
2: Uh Ray's kids run through muck. Ray does not Help, Deborah is offended because Ray's very interested in the game. He doesn't care about the kids because he's in the game and that's his job. Deborah's really upset with him for for not helping out, and she storms off. And Ray realizes, "Oh shit! This means I'm not getting laid tonight."
1: Ah, uh, De- Debra Deborah See how good that is?
2: It's <laughs> a really good one. It's so it's, good. It's got a little Kermit in there. Can I, I tell you something? I
1: was doing in the we'll- Get to whatever you were going to say in a second, Alex. But can I tell you something? I was (laughs) doing. What's up? Doing in in the shower. (laughs) What What were What were you doing in the shower, Adam? That this reminded you of? Okay, so you know, "Hey, Soul Sister" by Train.
2: Of course.
1: What if it (laughs) was? What if it was?
2: Ray. Ray. (laughs) Ray. (laughs) Murnt. <laughs> <laughs> new theme song. <laughs> new theme song, everybody. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: So that's my Raymond, yes.
0: Well, no, I, okay. I was just like you know, now, now my thing's not going to be as no, go. No, no, we're, we're interested. <laughs> that's that's fucking great. I love that. Uh, well, regardless, um, I, yeah, no, I've I've been envious. So for the past for the past week, I've been working on my Raymond. Impression. This is exciting. Oh yeah, and um, I, I thought what a better what better time to debut it than the episode about death Mm -hmm. uh so this is my raymond barone hello my name is raymond please watch my show everybody loves raymond it's about me having goofs with my wife deborah I have three... Stop laughing. I have three kids, a girl one, a boy one, and then another boy one. My parents live across the street. That's right. And it's the root cause of all my problems. I made a blood pact with the devil. My brother Robert is a fascinating young man. Anyway,
2: that's my Raymond. That's fucking... Can we get a Deborah? You didn't You didn't give us
1: a yeah, Deborah. Yeah, give us a
2: Deborah.
0: Yeah, come on. Deborah. Oh, my God.
2: Fucking beautiful. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> I closed my eyes for a second, and I thought I was back in the theater watching Belfast. It's just an old Irish <laughs> woman. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's Ray Romano. Did you
2: see Belfast in the theater?
1: Uh, yes, I did.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm That's going
1: good. back to theaters. In fact, That's I never true. stopped. I'm one look, of those guys. Can't catch COVID if you're the
0: only
2: one in the theater. That's a. You know what? There you go. It's the cheapest private showing we've ever had. Ah, oh, well, look, that's that's awesome. I thought I saw it on streaming. I thought it was very good. Anyway, welcome back to <laughs> Everybody
1: Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Are we
2: not doing an Oscar talk segment? Is that not where this is going? Yeah, we're Did gonna do it.
1: No, we're gonna do a last year's Oscar talk and make predictions for last year's Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I have exactly. a prediction. That somebody is gonna get a little upset about something that somebody else said,
2: uh, I bet it's Amy Schumer,
1: yeah, well, welcome back to uh <laughs> welcome back to everybody loves everybody loves Raymond uh my name is Adam Rudy I'm joined by Michael Dormer. Hello and Alex Shear. sorry about all that. <laughs> And we are the only active Everybody Loves Raymond rewatch podcast as of this recording. Uh, hopefully, that doesn't change. And if it does, you'll be hearing from our lawyer who we does not to, exist.
2: We are going to corner the market with slapsuits. This yeah. is going to be exactly. incredible.
1: <laughs> we got to go down to the patent office and trademark this format right away. <laughs> this format, which is literally nothing, so, just us. <laughs> So, um, Alex, great Ray Barone impression. It was Thank you. Yeah, very good. So I'm hoping that uh as we go on through this we can each develop impressions of every member of the cast. And then maybe at the end we do a I don't know, we go in front of a live audience, maybe Carnegie Hall and we do a table read. Let's yeah, do we a, do
2: a, we do a whole episode. Yeah. Do a table read of the best episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. That would be a great way to do this. Yeah. Speaking we could have of. uh
0: we could have our uh our listener vote on <laughs> uh who plays who based on uh the uh based on the based on the performances we give over the course of these next uh right. these next seasons.
1: We'll edit our hopefully, and we can only hope that we make it, we go the distance, Our 200 plus episodes of this. We can edit them down into a demo reel, send them to our listener, and have them decide, have them cast us, basically. Much like the great performers on Everybody Loves Raymond were cast in a very interesting process led by Hollywood's favorite hungry man phil rosenthal can you tell i didn't know where that sentence was going until i got there
2: i i did actually you i could stuck stuck tell the that landing well. Well. thank yeah, you <laughs> didn't do bad didn't do bad
1: i drew on uh, all my resources
2: yes but today we are talking about an episode of everybody loves raymond i don't know about you i definitely would not say this was the best uh
0: i honestly... I, I enjoyed it don't 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 go into it like just like that like don't don't set the expectation like that of the like 3
1: that. that we have watched i'm i might cautiously refer to this as the best of the 3
2: it's it, i would say that generally speaking it has gotten pr- progressively better though incre- though very very marginally um but yeah i mean it was fine i we'll, we'll talk about it when we get into it i thought i don't know i i wasn't uh I didn't exactly think this was as big a comedy masterpiece as some of the, as as we would have hoped. But anyway, this was episode season one, episode three. Name of this I wrote it down. What's the name of the title?
1: I wish I were Gus.
2: Is that seriously the fucking I title? I wish I were Gus. That is a good one. the title. So that is, is a joke in the episode. That mm-hmm. is indeed.
0: Bef- yeah. Before we progress to um the the next part of this podcast, which is just the sentence after this one, I wanted to establish and ask you guys if uh, you would be cool with uh, adding a third uh, element for the barometer uh, as oh, far yeah. as judging Ray. And it has to do with this episode that yes. is judging him firstly on how he is as a father, dad; how he is as a husband, husband and I think hub. we should consider adding at how he is as a son son. Oh, dad hub son.
1: Dad because hub son, the holy the, trinity.
0: The the way he uh he uh what he did for Marie in this episode, I think in my book deserves to get him up on the barometer and I wanted to establish that before we talked about it.
2: Okay. I mean, I yeah. definitely think that like this episode we have to talk him as a son. I don't I have I don't know if I love the way that he went about it to be perfectly frank with you, but we'll we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Uh we'll if you th- want to be frank with me, then just complain until I cook you something. There you go. Yeah, that <laughs> Ayo, I felt walked right into that one.
1: Yeah. Um okay, I'm on board with that. I think thank you for registering that for, you know, statistical vis- val- validities and reliabilities' sake. Our
0: thesis at the end has to be f- like flawless bulletproof so we got to right. establish all this as we go
1: if we don't thes- def- we don't successfully defend this thesis to the doctoral committee then we're fucked we'll have wasted years of our lives
2: what is uh what is our thesis again
0: how good of a person is ray barone
2: that's that's okay I do had- we have like a stance yet or so far our that stance is is, uh,
1: is in development it's lo- Our hypothesis is that it's not looking good. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not looking
2: good much at all, yeah.
1: Our yeah. hypothesis is he should be divorced and have his children taken away from him, if not put in jail. Not yet. I, I don't He's think that's there, there yet. yet. No? Okay. All right, you have a more optimistic outlook on it than me. Admittedly, probably.
2: Uh, yeah, but you're right. He's not exactly going to win any Dad of the Year awards. He's not a... Uh, Not Danny Tannering the situation exactly, Exactly. yeah. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I forget,
1: I forgot, we were so well established. So, wait, we we want to talk about
2: we would typically hear go for remembrances, yeah. Remembrances, of course, are clips of Ray or any member of the cast of Everybody Loves Raymond. If you are listening and you love Everybody Loves Raymond or you love us. Uh, or you hate us. Send us <laughs> clips of these individuals, either out in the wild on like a TMZ interview or in another another movie or TV show. And we will watch it during this segment and uh, talk about them. Uh, and But we do not have anything in the
1: uh, Raymond mailbox yet, do we? No, we certainly do not.
2: Okay, uh, so especially to-
1: because for a couple of reasons. Uh, the episode where we established this segment came out Today and uh, has been heard good, You by, know what?
2: That's a good reason. That's has, a very good reason.
1: Has been heard, according to the latest up-to-the-minute statistics, has been heard by three people, and... And I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and also one of them is me. So whoever you are out there, thank you, and I hope you're enjoying this. And please, send us the phrase I used in last episode's description was, Rayjacent Artifacts...
2: <laughs> it's a good one. I like that.
1: If you find any out in the wild, please send them in. This can be a picture, an article, a video clip, a t-shirt, a tattoo. What are other examples? What's the weirdest thing that you would think would not be featuring the visage of Ray Romano that you would like to see?
2: A mug, a coffee <laughs> mug. i, I, th- really I think really going out this. there. Not you don't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm <laughs> thinking of like random trinkets, la- random knickknacks. Yeah, there,
0: there should be a mug that says, I wish I was Gus. And then that would be like one of the biggest inside jokes of all time because then, no one's going to get it unless you're a true everybody loves Raymond hardcore fan.
2: Unless you're an everybody, as in you're one of the everybody that loves Yeah, Raymond.
1: the titular everybody. So yeah. you heard it here. That's our call to action for this episode. Uh, if you are out in the wild, maybe you're at a diner on Long Island even, and somebody hands you a mug of coffee and you turn it and you see that it says emblazoned on the side, maybe in a Comic Sans or another fun, fun, quote-unquote fun font, I wish I was Gus, Let's steal that and send it to us in the mail. In the mail. And um, our address is, is, is our P.O. box is number one.
2: <laughs> Just the first one. one
1: I think right. we flawlessly executed that segment
2: I think we nailed it um okay. it's
0: it's rough to 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 have to not only have to listen to like two hours of podcast but then you leave with homework
2: <laughs> exactly it's not
1: it's voluntary homework. it's it's enrichment it's not homework
2: um Okay, so what would our next segment be? Well, our next segment would be uh, sports, but there were no real sports in this episode, none of real note. So I have something
1: to uh to talk about if if it pleases the court, uh no No pun intended, sports. Um, so in my efforts to promote and make successful this podcast, not only do I take my precious time to record the jingles, I uh, mix and edit the episode i've also taken to to working as our personal pr uh marketing guru ooh and the way i've done this is uh through a little something you might have heard of called viral marketing
0: uh you're going to have to explain okay. a little bit
1: further here
2: i'm into it but yeah tell 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 the other guys what this is
1: so i took maybe 25 minutes out of my life, you're welcome, to join uh, five, or four rather, Everybody Loves Raymond fan groups on Facebook.com. No way. Oh my God. Do any of them go into the double digits? They all go into the double digits, my friend. Everybody wow. loves
2: Raymond is a popular TV show, just not among the primary demographic that listens to podcasts.
0: But like, here's the thing, right? Like, everybody loves Raymond, but like, who, who, who actively loves Raymond? <laughs> <laughs> I guess us. But aside from us, I'm just curious.
1: I personally am ambivalent towards Raymond. I more love uh... everybody
0: is ambivalent towards <laughs> Raymond.
1: <laughs> Um, I joined four groups. I joined Everybody Loves Raymond Obsessed, which has twenty-one thousand members. Damn! I joined Everybody Loves Raymond Fans, which has four and a half thousand members. Okay. I joined these, the yes. These
2: these these groups are going to go to war one day. <laughs> and
1: we're going to have to <laughs> pick a side: the fans versus the obsessed. The official I'm, I'm
2: taking the obsessed. They're craven.
1: The official Everybody Loves Raymond fan group, which only has 1.6 k, so if I was, you Does know,
2: not
0: seem official, they're like the elite ELR fans.
1: Oh, so
2: like you, you, think they draft from the obsessed and the
0: fans? Yeah, like they have to like they pick, they find the like the best moderators of both of those clubs, and then they give them interviews to join <laughs> the official.
1: ELR Club. It's a five-stage process, and for the last stage, you have to cook something for Phil Rosenthal, and then he'll (laughs) eat it, probably with one of his famous friends. Uh, The last one I joined was Everybody Loves Raymond TV Series, parentheses, Created by Sandy. And that, guess how many that has? A couple hundred? No, it has- I'm going to say- 40,000 I wish it has 5.9 thousand so more than both the fans and the official (laughs) not quite as much as the obsessed but Sandy is really knocking it out of the park good
2: for Sandy oh my god
0: dare I say it Sandy come on the show come on the podcast
1: yeah we should maybe we will invite Sandy on the podcast honestly I don't think we have the numbers for her I think Sandy's used to playing in the big leagues
2: Listen, Sandy would, would put up numbers for our podcast. We have reason to invite Sandy on. In. That's so, true. So,
0: wait, you did viral marketing in these Everybody Loves Raymond fan
1: groups? I did what I'm choosing to call viral marketing, which is I posted once in each of them. And I did a little <laughs> A-B testing here. So I had one where I took ownership of the podcast. And I said, my friends and I just started... And Everybody Loves Raymond Rewatch podcast. And I put that in two of the groups. And the other one, I said, check out this new Everybody Loves Raymond Rewatch podcast to sort of be like, ooh, wow, I'm like you. I'm a mere mortal (laughs) like you. I'm obsessed. I'm created by Sandy. I (laughs) love it. I love stumbling upon this. And in the other one, I was like, you know, bequeathing it, much like the good Lord would bequeath, you know, Jesus unto the earth. Is this right? I don't know. Well, here's uh, the, you know, <laughs>
2: I don't think the word bequeath is ever used in the Bible exactly. He hands them out
1: like coupons. He, I,
2: you know, I'm going <laughs> to say that is not canon, but you know what? All right. Uh,
0: it's going to be fun to to hear from people who came to this podcast per your uh anonymous recommendation here you say that and then no they got swindled <laughs> but it's too late they're in this now you're you're with us to the end you know this right
1: exactly well i don't know if we'll have to worry about that at this point because of the four posts that i've made i i got a total of four likes
2: hell yeah
1: cumulatively
0: how many of those were you
1: none none
0: Hey,
2: that's great. Yeah. Four likes. Uh,
1: But they were all in Everybody Loves Raymond obsessed. So clearly it's like. That's the big market. There's a function of the passion of being obsessed with Raymond and, you know, how many people are going to be converted to the podcast.
0: Everyone hates self promoters as well. Like a lot of people on the Internet go out of their way to ignore or like uh, thumbs down them.
2: So wait, when you said everybody, so was that the checkout one or was that the I made a podcast one?
1: I uh, did the.
2: Thank you. I took ownership
1: in this one. This was self promotion, and they responded to that. So
2: interesting. Is this a Facebook group? Yes. We're both going to join this right now.
1: Join it, and then you two don't take ownership. In fact, comment on my post and bump it
2: up. You dick. Yo, this looks awesome. All right, cool. All right.
1: So we'll keep you all posted on, and and by all, I mean The people from Everybody Loves Raymond Obsessed. We'll keep you posted on whether uh, I get removed from any of these groups, whether this... uh, Leads to us, you know, climbing the charts and being number one on oh, Spotify and Apple podcasts. Um, I didn't yeah. I didn't
0: realize that to join Everybody Loves Raymond Obsessed, you have to
1: take a little quiz. You exactly. Do. I'm yeah. looking
2: at the same thing. Oh, my God. This is really cool.
1: Remind me what the uh, questions are. All number right. one, who is your favorite
2: actor on this show?
1: I think I said Doris Roberts.
2: Oh, I'm going to say Peter Boyle. Yeah, same here. What is your favorite episode? I wish I was Gus.
1: I think I said uh, I love you. The last I'm gonna episode say I did. love you.
0: Oh, actually, see. no, no, no. I
1: said the pilot.
0: I'm gonna then I'll say I love you, and I'll finish out the trilogy. There we
1: go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the last question is: What must Robert do before he, he eats? Obvious answer for us than the no.
1: Yeah. For those Touches of us who
2: with his food or apparently in this episode we learned he must also organize his nuts <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there when we when we break yeah. down the hey nuts hey
1: nuts yeah the, from so the, the our impressions are not quite your there.
2: Membership is pending
1: yeah it takes a while too oh, i we're think we getting there i think i actually asked to join a couple more but i still have not been approved <laughs> So I'll keep you posted oh, on oh that. Oh
2: no, you must not have passed the test. This they must is, have been like, Peter Boyle, who the fuck is this guy? They they are
0: legit, it seems. Yeah, no, so. they, they
2: don't they don't accept any old schmucks. Hopefully we, we
0: get in before the episode's out. Hopefully. Or like we're done, I meant
2: for the day. <laughs> not for the forever. Alright, well we've been talking now for twenty minutes, so let's actually start talking about this episode. Uh we got a break first, Mike. Oh, right.
1: Thanks for listening to season one of Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. I'm coming at you from the future to replace what used to be an ad for a product or service with an ad for the Baronis Zonis, our pay what you want bonus feed, where we play games, cover, raise other work, and more. It's not a subscription, a one time donation gets you lifetime access to our monthly bonus episodes, plus a shout out on the show. And if you're listening to season one now, give it, you know, 50 or 60 episodes, but you will hear your first name, plus a chance to speak with someone at your bank when they flag the charges suspicious and decline it. So go to postfund.org slash donate today, and hey, let them know that Raymond sent you. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that break. I hope you support our beautiful sponsors who make none of this possible. We haven't made any money yet, from our sponsors Yet.
2: once once our once the Raymond obsessed once those obsessed
1: fans get a hold of our affiliate links for them
2: <laughs> oh goodness we're gonna make some
1: bank oh if every
0: single one of them uses that link then we can just retire yeah
2: and we could watch Raymond full-time
1: if every single one of them let me do some quick calculation here nine times two. Oh, my God, we stand to make so much money if we convert every member (laughs) of Everybody Loves Raymond Obsessed. We're going to do it. That's the goal. Speaking of goals, I think we all want, at the end of our life, to have such a beautiful, moving eulogy delivered at our funeral as the one featured in this Season 1, Episode 3 of everybody loves Raymond I wish I were Gus. This episode wow. this episode was I said it in the start I think this is the best one we watched so far but I also had a lot of problems with it. Me too, uh, what same. is your guys overall impression? Um holy shit mm-hmm. Raymond sucks. I know.
2: Um, that's that's number 1. Um Number two, it was, yeah, that beautiful eulogy, which they, I will say, the writers patted themselves on the back for a number of times. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any way for Raymond to fuck up that, that eulogy more. I think that that was atrocious.
1: And um, man- <laughs> One of the things I wrote down a lot in my notes was, a man is dead. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody about, seems now, to
0: care.
1: And now it's about
0: Raymond.
2: I would be like, see, here's the thing, right? Like, I'm one to enjoy comedies about death. Like, Waking Ned Divine. I've said this to you, Adam, before. Waking <laughs> Ned Divine is one of my favorite movies of all time. They, yeah, I, I'm with you. They just kind of acted like this was just a normal get-together. You Nobody know what I mean?
1: seemed to care.
2: Yeah, at all. <laughs> the stakes were, were like... Oh yeah, we gotta go to this funeral. I just, I didn't. Yeah, they all talked. They all talked about how important Gus was to them, and I did not believe it. Mm -mm. I, because okay, this was the first episode that we saw that I remember watching on TV. Um, And when I was younger, I got the impression that. Uncle Gus was just some random dude that was kind of related to Raymond that Raymond didn't really know. And it was weird that he asked him to do the eulogy at all. Now that I'm rewatching it, I'm not so sure. It kind of seems like they actually had a connection because Raymond talks about like uh, Gus at their wedding and Gus reading his articles and all of these different things. In which case... This thing becomes so much fucking worse because it's just like he didn't care that his, that exactly. his beloved mentor... Yeah, I don't know. It was... Yeah.
1: I also I, thought it was a distant relative that none of them really cared about, but it does seem like it was, like, somebody who was involved in their lives and nobody <laughs> seemed to really you? get the shit beyond the initial, like, oh, yeah. that's sad. Genuinely question... Was
2: he Marie's brother? Because a great why else uncle, would Alda, come down from Canada.
1: A great uncle is your parents' parents' sibling.
0: It's the sibling
1: of
2: oh, your friend. So, it yeah. like, so it was like So it was like Marie's yeah. uncle.
1: Yes, or or Frank's uncle. No, you're right. It would be Marie's because Alda came
2: because all cane okay yeah cool. that makes a little bit more sense to me i was like did your brother just freaking die? i didn't uh yeah okay yeah, and yeah. They,
0: they did say it was 92
2: yeah which is True. A good life. yeah
0: i would like to summate this episode with i think the quote of the series so far uh the most memorable one and it was said by frank can Hitler have a juice box?
1: <laughs> I wrote that down too. So I? I also okay. wrote that down. So let's, Great let's break down. Out of context,
0: <laughs> so many questions are had. I
1: know. So let's start breaking the episode down because we'll get to the whole Hitler arc and that I th- that's honestly why <laughs> this is arc. my favorite episode of the three that we've watched so far. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh,
1: so the episode opens with what is a shockingly short, cold open and simple very very very, i think it's two lines
2: it was one joke it was not a it was not a full cold open it was literally a one-liner and then cut to the theme
1: it was 30 seconds but actual like dialogue and like meaningful content was only like 10 like they did a lot of like long lingering shots on everyone in the kitchen but nobody you know it didn't it seemed like an afterthought for the episode, but it was funny. So, uh, Deborah is in the kitchen with the kids and they're like, uh, she's like, uh, dad is going to be home soon. And then Ray comes home. He's got fast food and, uh, Jeffrey is, or Michael, I honestly can't tell they're twins. No one can. Uh, one of the twins has fallen asleep and, uh, Ray just looks at him and says, what has he been drinking again? And that's the whole that's thing. Funny. That's the, that's the thing. whole thing. It's a, It's, it's funny. a good line.
2: It's a good line. Yeah. Weird that they do a whole cold open for it, though. Yeah, they... Re- it feels like it should be a throwaway line. That
0: feels like an establishing joke for, yeah. like, a scene.
1: Yeah, that would have... I think they didn't have a cold open for this, and they just chopped off the beginning of the scene that follows, like, the first proper scene, is what yeah. it looks like to me.
0: It yeah. is possible, Absolutely.
1: But after we see the classic playset opening for the third time, uh, still great, still fine. Uh, we see Deborah <laughs> and Ray in the living room now. So the uh, I, it already starts off on a bad note for me because yeah. Deborah is using. Well, well, first of all, horny count. She's using sex to try Horniness to cloy Ray. Is off
2: the- fucking charts in this, this episode, episode
1: <laughs> again the, a man is dead Yeah,
2: it's the
0: hortiest episode of everybody loves Raymond it's so far it kind of is yeah. I think it's
1: arguably t- well no it's gotta be more I was gonna say it's tied with the pilot but no this is more than the pilot I mean we'll talk about it but at the man's funeral a man yeah. is dead so anyway, she's trying to get Ray to do the dishes, and she says like something to the effect of there's nothing sexier than a man who does the dishes. Ray replies, and this is a, a one-two punch, a woman who does the dishes is the sexiest thing to him, and then he pauses with another woman. So we take this, this winding road from misogyny to, to queer fetishization, which is problematic in and of itself, <laughs> And it was very big in the nineties, so you know, uh, I'm I'm glad we've moved past that because that's a, a weird, very weird thing to say to somebody. I think.
2: Yeah, it was a weird interaction hmm. just right off the top. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it was probably funny when it first that was first came out, but yeah. when I watched it, I was just like, that that seems odd. Yeah, and then like I I
0: I feel like that would be. That would feel more problematic if it was not immediately followed <laughs> <Good point. laughs> by something else. Good
1: point. So Allie comes into the room holding a uh, a pen, what Deborah refers to as her laundry pen. I don't know what that means. What does that mean to you? Does that mean anything? Uh,
2: good question. <laughs> I was actually hoping that we would find out it's together. Strange, because like
0: when I think of a laundry pen, <laughs> I think of like the Tide pen that you yeah. Use that's what to, I thought like, it was too. Stains. yeah. But this, this one, like, it looks like it's meant to draw over stains on,
1: yeah. on clothing. I don't know what that's something. about. I don't know. But anyway, it could have just been a marker and not confused us, but, uh, so, Allie... Laundry
2: and fabric markers are permanent markers that help you sort and do laundry. Oh. It's an easy and inexpensive way of labeling or placing a tag inside any clothing. I see. So I guess it's just like for notes of saying like, oh, dry clean only or something. So it's a Sharpie that can survive the wash. This is a super marker. That's, you know what? That's probably it. Okay.
1: All right. We got to the bottom of that. So Allie drew a Hitler mustache on Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) How is that not (laughs) what we opened That's a
2: good point. That's a good question.
1: And the reveal (laughs) (laughs) that killed me. He comes in Deborah brings him in with the classic Hitler slash Michael Jordan in the Haynes commercials mustache. And the line, It's bad news for Europe, Ray, I thought was really funny.
2: <laughs> it was a good line. I think that each of the three Hitler jokes that they land in this episode oh my God. each of them each of them were very, very good.
1: I agree.
0: honestly I did I did laugh I think at all of them
1: (laughs) they were my Uh, biggest laughs for the episode for sure Hundred percent. yeah Yeah. so Robert and Frank then enter and this actually gets to something that we talked about last time or on the pilot why they never lock the door uh because Robert and Frank come in and yell at them for locking the door (laughs) Robert says something like what does he say? Something like evil doesn't respect locks or something? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Ray says. Uh, Frank asks him why he locks the door. Ray responds something to the effect of, "You know, to keep robbers. the bad people out." Yeah, robbers and uh, the cop that is. Robert says, <clears> "Evil doesn't doesn't respect or something something to that effect." Evil evil doesn't knock. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what Frank, f- yeah, go ahead.
0: What I found interesting though. Is like thirty seconds later, the door is still unlocked because Raymond opened it, but Marie doesn't just barge in; she knocks. Continuity
1: development. No, it's a continuity error.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's just an error.
1: (laughs) Wow, good catch! I didn't notice that. Um, so (laughs) Frank uh, announces that. Uh, great uncle gus has died um, of a heart attack and this is our first show of the big test of are you a psychopath do you have remorse for somebody who is dead i think across the board all of them fail <laughs> <laughs> well
2: wait okay first of all body count is now 2
1: body as count we, is as 2 as we leo gus
0: uh but but also here here's something i have to give like a small break for frank and robert as they may have already known about this for anywhere from like like half an hour to a couple of hours true and then have come over to tell ray so maybe they i doubt it maybe they have been mournful maybe they've been crying
1: all day and they just got got the strength ray
0: and (laughs) then they decided to kind of be dicks
1: on yeah. the
2: one hand, I want to give Brick, because, you know, Gallo's humor is something that people respond to, like, tragic news with. That's something that happens. Sure. But also, I, I didn't get the sense that that was a reaction to tragic news. Deborah no? shows
1: the most, uh, grief for yeah. Gus, I think. She asks, she says, oh, that's a shame. How did it happen? Frank says it was a heart attack. Uh, but then they all kind of move on pretty quickly and, uh, it isn't they until muck. Frank announces that Gus wanted Ray to deliver his eulogy that Ray has a strong emotional reaction. <laughs> yeah. Because is it's it, about him. Yeah, is exactly.
2: This the moment in which they make fun of Gus for his baked beans habit?
1: No, that is in the following scene.
2: Okay, because I also <laughs> thought that was, you know, a little weird to rip on, rip on him for. What
1: a, f- a polite way to say that. His yeah, baked sure. beans habit.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: I yeah. Um, I, I also said I said I meant I did like a little gag about it earlier, but like I do love Ray saying like, "Ah, oh, uh, Uncle Gus got died. That's a real shame." And then Robert goes, "Yeah, no, he'll be missed." Hey, nuts! Yeah, and then he just sits. Down. <laughs> I loved that for some. Like, I just loved his delivery. I uh, thought Brad Garrett.
1: Uh, Brad Garrett got a chance to actually deliver jokes in this oh, scene for like the episode. first time. Like. They really let him not just be the butt of jokes and be, like, the weird guy that they're laughing at. He actually got some good zingers in, I thought.
2: He sure did. I also will say, at this point, it was after Deborah came in and he announced that Ray, like, actually shared some very kind memories about Uncle Gus. Yeah, the golden pen. The golden pen. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. The golden pen of how he gifted, that he gave Raymond, uh, which clearly meant a lot to him. And, like... His support and stuff like that, which we're going to get there. But just saying, put, <laughs> put that, though, that in the eulogy. was exactly. a good details for the eulogy. Like, what
1: the hell? Arguably, he gives a better eulogy in the living room in this scene than he does at the actual funeral.
2: How could you even argue that? That's
1: objectively <laughs> true. Anyway, uh, um, yeah. I thought it also I thought it was funny that. Uh, when Frank says that Gus wanted Raymond to give the funeral, Robert is, uh, give the funeral, give the eulogy. Robert is on the couch, uh, counting his nuts. And, uh, he says, even dead people love Raymond, which I thought was a a funny little twist. Yeah. I don't know. It It shows the deep sadness of Robert Barone. I think that like, he he really is. Yeah. yeah, (laughs)
2: Not
0: doing well. He wants to be like, he wants to do things like Ray does. He, he, Probably would do the eulogy if someone asked him. Yeah, and then like Raymond in this same scene is like, "Why doesn't Robert do it? Robert do it?" And then they cut to him is going like, "Nut pecan." <laughs> <hand." laughs> he's counting the nuts. Peanut. peanut almond,
1: I thought there
2: were cashew. Two... <laughs> peanut,
1: almond, cashew. <laughs> I
2: and thought there were just...
1: two ways to read that of like he's doing that to like deflect attention away from him, or we're supposed to be laughing at his. Uh, OCD. I choose to read it it the the first I choose to read it the first way
2: I think that I I think that that's what we hope I think the writers intended the latter
1: Ah, yeah yeah. I'll I'll i co-sign that Yeah So, why do I keep scrolling the notes when I'm not proceeding in the episode and I keep having to find my place I
0: don't know, we're not there
1: I'm kind of fucking stupid So Marie enters And uh, she at first appears distraught about Gus's passing, but in fact, she's just upset because Aunt Alda is coming to the funeral. And they have a long-standing feud going back to Ray and Deborah's wedding seven years ago.
2: Okay, so we're going to talk about—can we talk about the feud now? Like, I want to see if we can work out the actual details of what the fuck happened.
1: Good question, yeah.
2: Because here's my understanding. They at the at Ray and Deborah's wedding, Aunt Alda was seated somewhat far away from the main event. I yes. the dance floor or from the from the main thing. And she got pissed. But also she got so pissed that she started a riot because apparently Deborah <laughs> said that she ruined the wedding and got everybody to leave early and no one was dancing. Right. And so my question is first of all, she blames Marie for that? It's like as though Deborah and Ray had nothing to do with it. It also seems like you forgot a
0: couple of details. Okay, there. exactly. My Fill me in. Fill good me old in. buddy Mike. Fill me in. Firstly, uh, apparently, uh she never sent a wedding gift. That's Ray true too. Gave a wedding gift and also, according to I think literally everyone at the funeral, the food
1: sucked. We have <laughs> got to talk about that scene because that was insane.
2: Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit, a man's A funeral. man is dead! <laughs> a man is, his body <laughs> is literally 10 feet away, and they instead decide to shit on a couple- Tear in into a bad way.
0: <laughs> Seven years ago.
2: <laughs> Just like, the fuck is wrong? Does no one actually give a shit about Gus? That's my question apparently here. Apparently not. Apparently he was an NPC for fucking
1: everybody. <laughs> like, Jesus- Oh my god. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think that is what the feud boils down to is Marie I don't know the chronology of it and it seems to go back and forth. Either Ida Ida Alda didn't send a gift ahead, which she later claims is a table that she had made for them, mm-hmm. or she got mad uh because of where Marie sat her and then didn't send a gift, which I think. Also, yeah, go how
0: ahead. how appropriate is it that there's just this subtext that Marie planned the entire wedding? I was going to yeah. bring that up too. That's yeah. a good point. That's why she's mad at Marie because Ray, pro- probably Ray, was like, you know, just let Marie plan the entire thing. Probably over probably,
1: Deborah's objections too.
0: Yeah, yeah. like Like she probably jumped in and started planning it and then got Ray to. Not stop her because he is afraid of confrontation. Yeah. And that's probably what happened. And that's why this
2: feud started because she was the planner. Yeah. The fascinating thing to me is also that, like, later on, we finally, we're spoil, spoiling the episode. I'm so sorry for everybody that's listening.
1: <laughs> I don't think um, anyone's watching it in real time.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But eventually, we have this moment where Deborah goes up to Alda and says, I forgive you too. And i just like, basically, who the fuck are you? Like, she yeah. doesn't even process the fact that it was Deborah's wedding to begin with. And I just, like I said, it's so interesting to me that Marie is such a powerhouse that like, even the wedding, like that's not, there's a quote about, I think it was, I forget if it was about a past president. I forget if it was about JFK or if it was about Teddy Roosevelt, where they talked about that per, that president needed to be the couple at every wedding and the, and the body at every funeral. Basically meaning that you're the center of attention no matter what. And mm. I think that this clearly applies to freaking Marie as well.
1: I agree. That is a very, um, that's a very good read on her. Yeah, I can imagine that Alda viewed Ray and Deborah's wedding as that party that Marie threw more Adam, than Ray. exactly
0: Adam, we have to interrupt because what? Mike and I have both been yes! ex- uh, accepted into everybody loves Raymond obsessed university.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> oh, my god. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! They post so much. Holy shit! It's very active. It is the most Very. active one. Oh my god. I was
0: looking for your posts. I have to scroll. Yeah, you gotta go deep. <laughs> yeah, geez. Oh my
2: god.
1: Um, there is one one of these groups, by the way, only has one person posting clips in it.
2: Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Get that person on this show.
0: You know, that's how I think we're I think that's how we have to do it. We have to start our own Raymond faction on Facebook and garner members that way, and then spring them with the podcast.
1: That's a good in, uh, a good approach. We can create a splinter group and you know radicalize people within that.
2: <laughs> the time is now. Subscribe. Let's <laughs> start a war among the obsessed.
1: <laughs> we'll get them, let's get, them all. let get
2: an argument going.
1: We'll get them all to bomb funerals with criticisms. Yeah, exactly. About <laughs> stale food or whatever. Oh right. my god! Sorry,
0: sorry to completely derail. No, your, this is good news, comment, Adam. That, this, that was important. So, go okay. ahead
1: and go ahead and bump my comment a little bit with some. Wow this is, this was a really great show. I'm gonna listen to every episode. Believe it or not, I am still looking for when, it. When
2: we, when we find it, we are going to do that. Search
1: but. search my name in the group. That's
2: Actually, a very good point. That's a very. That's good how idea. you do it. All right. But anyway, <laughs> let's get back let's get back to the feud. Let's get back to the feud. I think we can agree it was shitty of all not to send a wedding gift. I think we can also agree that the overwhelming consensus is that ray and and Deborah's wedding sucked ass
1: yeah, it sounds like a terrible time.
2: It was not good,
1: apparently the portions were small, uh the veal was cold the veal was yeah, cold, it was, yeah, it was
2: cold. Everyone was apparently sitting a mile and a half away That's from the ceremony.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's like they had it at a you know an arena or something where the principal people are down on the football field and then everyone else is up in the you know top row of the stands. I don't at, know. Uh, I don't know the had- scale that we're talking about here because everyone at the funeral seems to have been invited to Ray and Deborah's wedding. So how deep does this go?
2: It is my headcanon that they had it at Shea Stadium. And uh, they got married on the pitcher's mound. But Aunt Alda was up in the nosebleeds. Remember where we were sitting for (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld day? That was where Aunt Alda was sitting. (laughs) I also have to, I mean,
0: that would be funny. But also we are dealing with a family uh, of people that consistently uh, over exaggerate. Very true. It is true. It is also a comedy. This show. was probably, honestly, the wedding itself was probably fine, and everyone remembers it horribly because it's been seven years of uh, just ragging on it, yeah.
2: absolutely dunking Negative. on the trash wedding
0: planning. Negative. Just because uh... Deborah was involved, it, it was just Raymond marrying himself. It would have been the best day <laughs> for all of these people. It would yeah, have been exactly. a, a
1: state holiday. Or because at least a, a local one,
0: as as we've discussed. Everybody loves Raymond, Indeed. yes, but Asterix, unless
1: Deborah's involved. So so true.
2: Deborah ruins everything. That's just how it goes.
1: Everybody hates Deborah.
2: Spinoff show.
1: Spinoff. Um, oh, I meant to ask you in the first segment, or maybe it was this segment. Can we do a bonus episode where we do commentary over Waking Ned Divine?
2: <laughs> yes, we can. I would absolutely love that. Oh, my God. I love that movie so much. I
1: know you do. All right. Anyway, so that establishes uh, Marie explains the feud, and then Frank pops in with the very funny, can Hitler have a juice box line?
2: <laughs> yeah, best line so far.
1: I love the choice to continue... Him having the Hitler mustache through the entire episode.
0: It me too. It ends up becoming not even like the top ten problems with the funeral. That's when true. We, when we get
1: there. honestly, as far as I can tell, only one person notices at the funeral.
0: I also <laughs> yeah. i have to give i have to give special props for putting the twin with the Hitler stash in the front of the <laughs> double baby carriage.
2: It's his spot. What do you mean?
0: I mean, couldn't he
1: have traded it just this one time? Can you put a a scarf on him or something? It's like she didn't even, it's like she wanted to, maybe she wanted a little bit of that that, spotlight.
2: Or like, I mean, leave the kids at home? Like there were no other kids.
1: Well, their usual babysitters are at the funeral. Still. Maybe they could call, well, they can't call Leo. He is unfortunately deceased.
2: Rest in peace. Also, we would not trust him. He yes. would leave them in a no. heartbeat
1: if there was a pizza man inside. <laughs> he would but, like, make them into a pizza.
2: But like, there's gotta be, like, a neighbor that has, like, a 17-year-old kid to come over and watch the kids, you know? it's not, They're there for a couple hours. And also, like I said, apparently no one gives a shit about Gus anyway, so, like...
1: It's true. Maybe one of them could have... Deborah could have stayed home. I mean, it doesn't seem like anyone at the funeral cared that she was there you know
2: except when
1: except the, as that, an accessory to ray and during the roast they oh yeah during, that, the roast. during the roast yeah, can exactly. you get
0: convicted for that being an accessory to raymond <laughs>
1: <laughs> if that's a crime lock us up am hey, i right hey, oh.
0: put that in the trailer
1: anyway so marie <laughs> announces uh oh a funny line as well was when uh she she was Telling Ray to do the eulogy because he's sensitive. He's got a way with words and all that. And Robert asks, aren't I sensitive? I just thought it was funny when she pats him on the shoulders and is like, you don't have to be sensitive, dear. You're big. Which is just, <laughs> that's kind of my sense of humor, you know? Yeah. yeah. No,
0: I, I I wrote that one down as well. That's that's another great quote.
1: It's very good line.
0: It's, kind of, it's kind of like a rag to both of her sons at the same
1: time. Yeah. Raymond is small. But sensitive, Robert is not sensitive, but big.
2: Very, very true.
1: <laughs> Period.
2: Period. That's just how the world works. Yes, that's, our, that's the name of
0: our thesis. Yeah.
1: So Marie announces that she isn't coming to the funeral, and this sets up the big conflict in the middle of the episode. But first, we cut to Ray down in the basement office. This is the first time we're seeing Ray's basement office.
2: I'm sorry, can I just jump yes. in with we also have that really weird moment where Robert notices that there aren't as many cashews uh, yeah. as there are almonds and peanuts and kind of has a conniption? Has a exotic. little bit
1: of a uh, a little panic sense. He literally in, uh, has
2: like a these are dark
0: times kind of moment. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh I mean, poor
0: Robert. The emotion yeah. he showed in missing that that nut was greater than realizing
2: his <laughs> uncle was dead. <laughs> it's actually true, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to point that out, that that was, you know, one one little thing that, very good acting by Brad Garrett. Yeah. I,
1: but, uh, yeah. Maybe hasn't aged 100% as we've learned more about and become more compassionate towards mental illness. There you go. That's this sort of the story years. of Robert, I think, we're finding for this this season, like if you look at it for more than a second, Robert is very, he needs help. Yeah. He's, he's dealing with a lot and you know, God bless him. Yeah. God bless Robert. Anyway, we go down to Ray's basement office and he is attempting to write the eulogy doing a very poor job. Um, We get uh, the Deborah comes down the stairs and we get this little nugget of information and backstory about Deborah. Ray says, you were in PR. You can help me with this. So we found Ooh, out that-
2: I missed that. That's fascinating.
1: Yes. So apparently, and we have zero details about this, at least seven years ago, Deborah worked in public relations. We probably, maybe, yeah, yeah,
2: maybe, maybe even sooner than that. Maybe she only quit when she had the kids. That's,
1: that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, they were married for four years. Yeah, um, do do we ever learn how they meet?
2: Before,
0: because I think they think
2: they could have met through work. There's an episode where eventually we, I, I'm pretty. We get a lot of flashback episodes in the later seasons. I don't know if we ever do a thing on how they met, but definitely like
1: I rem- the story, yeah. I, I remember remember one where they are discussing moving to the house. Yeah, Yeah. I remember that one. I
2: remember when they find out that they're pregnant with Allie. I remember that. Um, But, yeah, I don't know if we find out how they met.
1: Hmm. But But that's an interesting. I'm curious to see if we will get any more information about that. Um, I'm not confident that we will. No, neither neither am I. Yeah. So she uh, then goes to help Ray write the eulogy, eulogy, eul- eulogy, you and she does a really great job with it. She does a really great job with it, and it begs the question, I know we keep jumping back and forth, why, what happens to this draft in between this scene and then Ray <laughs> giving the eulogy? Because this Deborah all sounds leaves. great. This yeah, is all, like, okay. great, well, not great, but it all sounds like a fine like boilerplate eulogy, Mm -hmm. saying nice things and putting a positive spin on this man's life.
0: Deborah leaves, and then Ray falls
1: asleep on the backspace key. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. And this was before autosave, of course,
2: 1996.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But then after that, In in a truly glorious uh, Frank moment. Well, hold
1: hold on. Right before they, right before Frank enters, the process of writing the eulogy, a man is dead, the process of writing the eulogy gets Ray and Deborah all worked up and put another, you know, notch on the horny meter because they're about to fuck on this, literally on this man's eulogy. (laughs) I don't, like, it's just, mm. like, I get that they were
2: trying to, what they were trying to go for, right? The writer said, oh, would it be funny if Frank, we we kept up the bit of the parents not having boundaries, but having Frank interrupt a romantic moment. But they didn't realize, like, what the fuck are you doing (laughs) banging on a man's eulogy? That's like, it's not exactly an aphrodisiac. Maybe it's... not for you, <laughs> fair. You know what, Farron, Do you get worked up? No, I'm not talking about
0: me, Michael. Okay, I'm sure. talking about other Ray people.
1: and Deborah.
0: Yes, uh, Ray and Deborah, uh, insatiable
1: horn dogs. dogs. Ray and De- we don't have what? any confirmation, by the way, that they have had sex at all from the pilot. They, they have. Right? Well,
0: I guess not from that point, but mm. they do have kids. They've had sex.
1: Yeah, I know, but like from the point where we're introduced to them. They are horny, In at least one of them is horny in every episode. But we don't have confirmation yet
0: that I they've done you're it. you're right. I think we will at some point. Oh, we I
1: hope we will. do. And when we do, we'll do a, a commentary bonus episode over yeah. waking Ned Define for that. Um, yes. So then, yeah, Alex, your classic Frank moment. Frank enters.
0: Yeah, he uh so yeah, Ray and Ray and Deb are getting frisky uh, you know, by the computer where they're supposed to be writing a <laughs> eulogy for a man who is dead. And uh who else interrupts them but good old Frank? He just waddles down the stairs, not waddles, he like barges down the stairs, mm-hmm. I think is a better way to put it. And just quietly just walks from the bottom of the stairs to the uh, the the lazy man chair on the other side of the basement and just sits down and says nothing. <laughs> Looks straight ahead, <laughs> glorious. And Ray has to be like, Dad, what are you
1: doing here? And then we find out that uh, Marie is so upset by the feud that uh, he has stopped, uh, she has rather stopped cooking for him, which is the impetus for Frank to confront this issue, which, you know, let's not even get into because if we were sure to in- if we were to interrogate every time Frank says or does something problematic, th- this podcast would go back to being two and a half hours long, and we're really trying to avoid that.
2: Yeah, true. Very you know what that's a very very that's a decent point. But I, I do wanna
0: do wanna say that this continues the trend of this funeral being a very big concern for everyone based on how it affects them. Exactly. Not how it affects mm-hmm. Gus. Again, a man who is literally <sighs> dead.
2: Uh, I mean it doesn't really affect Gus much anymore. Yeah. I mean Gus. what does Gus care about yeah. like, you know?
1: A man is currently as this scene is happening being pumped full of embalming fluid.
2: <laughs> removing the uh yeah, removing the organs so yep. that the formaldehyde can set,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. He's being made up by the uh coronary uh uh what do you call those? The coroner? P- no, the people who do the makeup. That's a job. That's like a specific job. The people who I think it's the same as
0: embalming people. I think it just might be the mortician.
1: Was not the case on Six Feet Under. They hired a person, I think, to do the
2: uh side for a second. I have a friend that, that does work in the funeral business and he has stated to me before that he's thought about doing you know doing his own uh his own funeral directory starting his own thing and he says that you know this is a real part of it is making relationships with the hospitals so you know that when people pass away they get contacted and get the get the deceased corpses <laughs> sent to them and it just kind of like stuck in my craw I'm just like wow there really is competition for everything. Even after you die, there are people fighting over who gets the, gets the remains. And who's just, got
1: dibs. Who's yeah. got
2: dibs, exactly. <laughs> Mike. And it's just kind of like, like, listen, morticians and funeral directors do a very important job they do a job I sure as hell could never do. I'm very thankful for them. But holy crap, the business side of that is not something I think I was ready for. I,
0: have, I I was imagining you were going to say when you said like, when you first have to start, when you first get into opening your own funeral home first, and then I thought you were going to say, you got to get some bodies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In I a mean, way. Yeah, that which is, is, what this which is to, true. Yeah. yeah.
0: But apparently they do it in a way that is less creepy than the way that I envisioned in my mind when you started
1: that sentence. True, true. You were picturing more of a Frankenstein type.
0: Where it was like, oh my God, this guy's died. I'll call the ambulance. I, you know I got him.
2: I got him. Uh, him. him. <laughs> kind of like, like how when lawyers are lawyers yeah. starting out Follow their ambulance me. chasers. Yeah, yeah, the
1: ambulance chasers.
2: And bring your checkbooks.
1: <laughs> is that a show? Can we pitch that of like a guy who, uh, two paths, a guy who is starting his own funeral home and kills people to have bodies so that he can have funerals. <laughs> or like a Better Call Saul type of like skeevy funeral director who's out there chasing ambulances.
2: Only if we can come up with like a really clever title for either of these. That, that's, what the,
1: well, that's what we got to pitch. One's a comedy and you won't guess which one. <laughs>
0: you don't think that that's are... that's the that's the tagline for the for the
1: double feature <laughs> for
2: the double feature.
1: Yeah, let's um, let's cut this out so nobody steals our idea. Yeah, let's write you... it up. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, we, a just, pitch. we
1: we
0: will <laughs> every like important word, every <laughs> noun <laughs> in those sentences. This. How about we do the and we do they, Yeah, that's
2: exactly what we got. This do. whole
1: yeah. section is just gonna be. <laughs>
2: And then we clip the unedited version, and we just send it to Lauren. And then that, <laughs> that's, that's our... <laughs> there we go. Oh Lord, Lord. So we anyway, get to the funeral home. <laughs> yeah, we get to the funeral home. Right. Is oh, that, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, no, you're we, skipping we a scene. We skipped over the hugely important part where Ray, quote unquote, tries to help his mom This is oh, fucking pathetic. I, I, oh, I, my blocked, God. I blocked this scene
0: from
1: my head.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Ray God. Ray comes
1: into the kitchen. By the way, this is our first time seeing the kitchen in the reversed orientation from the pilot. Oh, shit. You're right. I noticed that. Yeah. I did not, but you're right. Which that it will weird. be for the rest of the show, which huh. is interesting. Yeah, it is. Why they made that choice, I don't know, maybe it looks better on camera. I guess so. I think you can it You know what it probably does is it works for the crosses to the living room better.
2: So I That's bet they I only
1: had the thinking. kitchen set for the pilot and then they built it out to the full house set. Not the full house set. The
2: that full would be fun. I would house set. I would love an Everybody Loves Raymond full house crossover. I really would.
1: Anyway. So is mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> so the so the mom scene. The mom scene. He walks into the kitchen.
1: Yes, he walks into the kitchen. De- uh, the, I keep calling her Deborah. I don't know what that is.
2: They're basically mortal enemies. That's a horrible mistake to
1: make. I know. Marie is cutting... Marie is going through pictures of uh, Gus and her and Alda and all of her family from growing up. And She's going through, and as we find out, she's cutting Alda's face out of these
2: pictures.
1: (laughs) But uh, Ray comes in, he looks at a picture of Gus, he holds it up and he says, wow, he was a good looking guy, and then he says, guys can say that now, which is the equivalent, I think, of saying no homo, and in fact, (laughs) incredibly homophobic, but it was the 90s. Yes, so we
0: weren't going to take it there, Ray. So, b- but you took it there for us.
1: Anyway, uh, they go back and forth about Ray, sort of very f- feebly trying to get Marie to give up the feud, uh, not to to you know unpack the emotions behind it or you know process what's going on in that relationship, but basically just by saying, "Can't you just get along," and that's it. Pretty much. That's it. Pretty much. And then. Uh, his Can last gasp at this, by the way, is asking her uh she says something to the effect of what is what does she say? Something like, What's the purpose of of getting of mending fences with Alda? And he says, Why don't you cook dad a steak? There's a purpose, which even as a joke, which he tries to pass it off as
2: is a shitty thing to say. Fuck
1: you, oh my man. God.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's uh it's not cool. I, I do want to say. I mean, after after this scene, uh, Marie cry starts crying mm-hmm. and, and runs to the other room. Mm-hmm. Ray calls out uh, like feebly, like "Ma, it was just a joke." And then he turns on the TV and watches yeah. the game.
2: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah,
1: yeah. They're fucked up, man. They're I not.
0: I look. I I want to say because look I. I thought that was kind of funny, even though it is fucked up, but I also believe and I'm gonna defend Ray here just a little bit because I think he knows his mom well enough to know that like she's like being like she's like baiting him almost yeah to like come into the other room and Ray I think he's like at this point in his life he's not he's not dealing with that, so I think he in turn her to come back yeah okay
2: so that would make sense as a that would make sense right because he's like a 30 something year old man he knows his mom very well and i would agree with you if when she came back in he wasn't so completely baffled as to what to say you know what i mean he didn't have a plan that's true yeah
1: Um, also, I mean, to your point, they do go over, they have that moment where she is going through her, like, guilt trip thing about, uh, going out behind the dumpsters and scaring the crows away, and Ray is sort of repeating the script along with her as if he's heard this before, so clearly this is something that they've gone over before, where Marie is upset and, you know, trying to get some emotional resolution from Ray and Ray is not providing that and is mirroring the guilt trip and sort of passing it off as if it's not important. It's all very manipulative and, and weird. And honestly, you know, I get that it's played up for humor, but this is, you know, a family that is really in need of some counseling.
2: (laughs) Oh, You're not wrong about that. You're not wrong.
1: Everyone and everyone in this family. The whole family system is just completely fucked up here. Mm -hmm. Let's check in with the barometer here because I think this is a good point. Oh,
2: good lord, dude! What are you?
1: I'm gonna give him a two because he is not actively murdering anyone at this point. But
2: (laughs) okay, no genuine justification. Give me anything that gets him above a one at this moment in time.
1: He is. In his most feeble way, and whether it's out of obligation or anything else, he is at least going over there and trying, quote-unquote trying, to resolve the situation. Even with, even though, I mean, it's with less force than he tried to resolve the birthday thing and the pilot. He, you know, him trying to deal with the, um, the whole I love you thing in the uh, shower in the second episode— this is the least amount of effort I feel like we've seen him put in, but he is going across the street. And for that, I give him that one additional point. That is my best justification for giving him a two.
2: I'm giving him a one. And the reason why is because genuinely, no bullshit, I genuinely think him going over there caused more harm than it did good. Mm. I think that it. All it accomplished was making Marie feel less appreciated, which is the exact opposite of what she needed. Which, I mean, sure. I mean, the argument of like, it was seven years ago, you should put it away. There is, there is an argument to say that Marie needs to be a little bit more mature. I am not absolving her of that. At the same time, I also think that her son clearly not giving a single solitary fuck about any of that. Did the opposite of helping.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I might bump him down to one.
2: Yeah.
1: I have like I... no sympathy for him at this point. Go ahead. Alex. Not,
0: not in the least. It's <laughs> funny you say that. We're in season one, episode three. <laughs> 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 He's already taken a nose nosedive. I have no sympathy less for the, left for this. Are man. we going
2: to have to end up putting negative numbers on the barometer? That's no. what I just want to know. No. I I, I'm going to say I don't think
1: he could go. Zero is I the don't absolute, wanna, yeah, zero, zero still is, exists. You, is,
2: is him mm, okay is him
0: doing like active physical mental harm to the people around yes. him. Yes. Okay.
2: I not just myself, neglecting
1: them, but actually yeah, harming
2: them. He's currently at a true neutral of just like absolute no shits given. I
0: am I, I'm going into this with the mindset of we're starting where we left off. Last episode we were all sitting around a four. Mm-hmm. I believe it. yeah. Either you, Mike, or you, Adam, had about a four and a half.
2: I had about a four and a half because okay. Okay. So I was being very optimistic. We averaged okay. to a four
0: point two. Yes, yes, yes. Um for me personally, throughout this entire episode, like the selfishness about the funeral, like, yeah, like maybe a little bit lower, like maybe like three and a half. Um, and then like going throughout, like, kind of like the weird horniness when writing the eulogy. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, at least they were both like on the same page. So, like, it's maybe true. a little bit down. And then, yeah, I agree. When he gets to his to to Marie's place, he he does it, and I know he absolutely does this because his dad won't leave him alone until it's done. Because his dad won't get food until Marie's not feeling shitty anymore. Yeah. So I. I feel comfortable leaving him at a two right now.
1: Okay,
2: all right. I I feel
0: comfortable leaving him at a two because he has shitty motivations, but the those motivations are motivating him to do the right thing.
1: Right, poorly, but still he's trying at least.
0: Bad execution, bad reasoning for doing it, but you're still doing, you're still trying in a weird way to do the right thing, and I think he failed. Miserably,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but I I feel comfortable leaving it at a, at a two at this point in the
2: episode.
1: I uh, will come in at a one point five just so we average out right there. If I'm doing the math correctly. Oh
2: yeah, very very literally.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's uh. Well, let's see. That's four point five divided by three. Yeah. That's that's one point five.
0: There you go. Good we're, job. We're gonna have a beautiful like line graph. Oh my god! In, in, in like ten years, I
1: got when you said that I got physically like excited like I was this is going to be so fucking cool
0: and we're going to be like on r slash data is beautiful yeah. 10 years from now like we did a Raymond pro- podcast for way too long <laughs> and this is how good a
2: father Raymond was and the inevitable r slash everybody loves raymond obsessed <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's they e- will
2: have some things to say
0: about this yes, that's an exciting will. frontier honestly look here's the thing if we start getting like dedicated listeners we should have like like a way for them all to like vote on like giving ray a score every episode i like that, that we idea. Can compare against that our idea. scores
2: i love it i just want to say i also just looked it up uh our slash everybody loves Raymond has 2.5 thousand followers on Reddit.
1: Why don't you post in there and uh, plug the podcast?
2: After the podcast is over, I'm absolutely going to. I'd like cool. you to do then it I'll...
1: right now and then we can check in at the end of the show. <laughs> you
2: know what? I will do that. Yeah, all all right. Right. Let me we... see if I can figure out how to do a Spotify link. All
1: right. All right. So uh, we then cut to the church and it is indeed Gus's funeral. Can I just say this? is you know some great extras in the background of this scene some great background artists the multiple army men uh, yep. every possible variety of old italian person it's just great stuff the
0: representation here is beautiful
1: well quote unquote representation for are there for is there any old italian diversity people. do you remember in this scene
0: well no but it, it's it's the barone family
1: that's true it is the Barones.
0: So, like, if if there's gonna be a reason for lack of diversity in one scene, I I give this one the biggest break so far because it's literally just this That's a good Italian point. family,
1: and they all appear to know each other and be related. It doesn't seem like Gus had very many friends uh, outside of the barons. So They're still alive. Yeah, Who knows he could have
0: been buddies with Leo.
1: Um.
2: Rest, rest in rest in peace, Leo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Actually one of the uh army veterans is uh, a black man and so I believe that is our first non-white person to be on the show in a non-speaking role in the background so that's some class that's almost friends level uh lack of diversity at this point but uh we'll keep track of that as well like that.
0: That post is way too optimistic. What the fuck do you want me to can do? Can I, I read it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You, you, you can reread. it. Let's live edit to, this. I don't know how here, to post. Here, here's what, to here's post. what Mike wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so I am not marketing. So the title you. is new ELR podcast, exclamation <laughs> point. Flirty. Found this awesome new ELR rewatch <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Check it out h t t p s colon double slash pod dot link slash one six two zero nine eight
1: four one six zero i think it's much.
0: all it's missing is a winky face all right. <laughs> you
2: know, put it then put it in there
0: put, put
1: it put it like completely passionately you don't want to open yourself up to you know reddit people with that kind of emotional vulnerability that this thing. this feels like you're you're selling way too hard, my friend. Yeah. What
2: the fuck do you want? You want to write it instead?
1: Just put What <laughs> the fuck do I write? New everybody loves Raymond rewatch podcast. And then just Colon, put the link? link done. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Or let's do some AB testing and Alex post the normal one and then Mike do the do the flirty one.
2: <laughs> do the flirty See one. See how it goes. I shouldn't I should I sh- yeah, I should play that up yeah
1: maybe you know it'll pay off in ways that you didn't even expect like somebody (laughs) flirts back yeah i'm gonna i'm that's that's gonna be how
2: i find my next girlfriend is through the through the comments of this elr uh podcast
1: next and last
0: do i hear wedding bells (laughs) here's
2: something that sounds a little less sociopathic shut the fuck up (laughs) Uh yeah it's very basic I knew everybody loves Raymond podcast this ELR rewatch podcast has just started it's run you misused the wrong it's you sociopath
0: that uh was autocorrect
2: uh, it's just started it's I'm run definitely, the link and definitely
0: not dyslexic
2: alright Okay. And
1: post and we'll check back in with that at the end of the episode
0: I'm excited to see it have one like, <laughs> and it's gonna be me
1: I love the the way we uh, inflate our numbers. I think it's really going to pay off for us in the long run.
0: Well, yeah, with the three of us, our our ratings go up two hundred percent. Yeah, at least. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we're in the church. Yes, Deborah in comes church. in with the twins in the uh, stroller, or Ray and we Deborah got, come in rather with the twins in the baby stroller.
2: Baby Hitler leading the charge. Baby
1: Hitler in the front. No attempt to cover it up. Um, we see that he still has the mustache I thought when they go past the army veterans and the old guy points at Jeffrey and his moan (laughs) is just so I
2: I lost my shit when that happened I thought that was the funniest fucking joke in the episode
1: I love how strong a reaction they had him do to it like yeah (laughs) uh
2: (laughs) Oh, Also, it's revealed that apparently after the four minute attempt to cheer up Marie, Raymond said, I'm done for the night and did absolutely no work on the eulogy. He threw everything out. He's got nothing.
1: Well, uh, so they come into the um, I don't know what you call it, the place where the body is. And Robert comes up to them. I thought this was a great one-two punch with the Hitler joke, and then Robert's bride side or groom side joke yep. mm-hmm. was really funny.
2: That was a very good line.
1: And then Ray asks him um, if he's gonna do the noise, and <laughs> classic setup. Robert brushes <laughs> a, it off.
2: Such a such like a, like a layup. I of know the, uh, to land the joke. There, there's it's... so
0: much intrigue with that line. Yeah, like you're gonna have to do that funeral noise again. And it's like. What? How Ray
1: may as well have freeze framed like uh, Zach from Safe by the Bell and turned the turned to the camera and been like, You're gonna wanna remember this because this is gonna pay <laughs> off in a in this scene. Okay? We're setting up the pins and then we're gonna knock them down. I thought it did, by the way. Um Oh, it was great. I thought yeah. the the choice of what the noise was, was really funny. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't I, I, a sob. It wasn't like a whale or anything. It was just like a weird noise. Yeah, and I, I thought bet, it really worked.
0: I, I bet on the script, it just said like Robert makes weird noise and they just let Brad Garrett <laughs> do whatever he wanted. Yeah, exactly.
1: I like to think they did many, many takes of this and somewhere there's a super cut of him doing <laughs> all sorts of different noises. So um, after that, uh, Robert goes and sits down. Deborah sort of goes off to the side. We see Aunt Alda get up from one of the pews, and we get an applause break because Aunt Alda is, uh, our special guest star for this episode, is Gene Stapleton, who people who are uh, as old physically as I am mentally uh we'll remember as Edith Bunker from All in the Family a very classic sitcom.
2: I did not know I've seen All in the Family, but I did not know this was the same actress. I didn't put it together because when she's Edith, she has that really really high voice, right yeah yeah so i didn't I didn't really put it together, so I was you know I was thank you for giving me that insight.
1: Well, I have a lot of insights about Jean Stapleton, and I'll run through them pretty quickly. Go ahead. Um, she played three different Helens and four different ants, including this one. She also oh, played worker. Eleanor Roosevelt, and she played a character called Nagging Wife. And then she was in a, movie call, a TV movie called Ghost Mom, which is also known as Bury Me in Niagara. The synopsis for which is, a mother returns from the dead to help her son, a surgeon, find a stone with magical powers before he is killed by a vicious Japanese gang looking for the same stone.
2: Wow. So I'm kinda into that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Thing. That's a good
1: concept. Let's do a bonus episode uh where we do commentary over Waking Ned Divine for that.
2: <laughs> not over Get that lying. movie. Over Waking Ned Divine, just the same.
1: Yeah, we'll have it playing in the background and then we'll talk about this movie.
2: Every special episode that we have, <laughs> we talk over Waking Ned Divine. The new Fast and Furious movie, we're gonna watch Ned Waking Ned Divine for it. <laughs> we're probably well, we'll gonna figure have to out yeah,
0: We'll figure out this bonus episode thing. I'm feeling like as a break between seasons probably. Ooh, that's a
1: good idea.
2: That's yeah, a fun time.
1: Um, So Marie then approaches after and Alda and Ray have caught up for a solid four seconds and the the feud sparks off pretty immediately. And I love the dynamic that they have in this episode where they're just going back and forth roasting each other. Like, it's a very, like, you know, Nick Cannon's wild and out energy. Um, so, I'm going to just play a couple of clips. Hey,
2: well, hello, Marie. Look at this. Isn't this nice? You two, you're back together. You can kiss my son, but you can't send him a wedding present. Your lips should dry into raisins. Oops, too late. <laughs> okay. Hey, yo, hey, nice. Zinger. The present will be here in a couple of years. I mailed it from where I sat. The only reason you're angry about that table is because you weren't the center of attention. Hey, lots and, of attention here. How
0: could
1: I be the center of attention while you're doing the limbo in a sequin dress and a push up bra? But oh,
2: hey.
1: well, maybe if you had something to push
2: up, oh. you wouldn't be sitting there with a sour puss. Oh. How did you see my puss? where I was sitting? You'd you need binoculars. Oh, <laughs> Stop it!
0: Stop it! We're at a funeral. Ray,
2: we're ready for you now.
1: So, mm-hmm. first of all, first acknowledgement... roasted. <laughs> yeah, honestly, some great roasts. Yeah. Uh, and first acknowledgement that a man is dead since they've been at the funeral. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want to talk to you for just a second... About the funeral director, who is played by an actor named Hugh B. Holub. And I just want to show you, are you familiar with the sort of genre of headshot for actors, which is the composite of many different looks? You know, you might have now. the nerd or the chef or oh. the cool guy.
2: So you, like, send it with, like, your acting
0: profile Mm -hmm. to, okay, yeah, sure. So you get cast as a certain type of person on a show. I
1: want to run through, this is Hugh Holub's image gallery (laughs) on IMDb. You will see, I just wrote down a list of his, uh, which I cannot see, is... His various looks. So you've got priest, doctor, nerd, bum, casual guy, Freud, modern cowboy, classic cowboy, professor, businessman, army guy, doctor again, and Victorian. So
2: he's got, listen, you know what? This guy's a looker. I believe him in all of these roles. The, he looks very friendly
0: until he puts on the cowboy hat. Honestly. Yeah. And, and he then has he looks
1: friendly again. The two cowboys, he's got like the, the, tall dark stranger cowboy and then he's got like the fun cowboy wearing the bandana and I don't bring this up to roast him because even though you could conceivably show somebody a Hugh B. Holub picture for any occasion clearly this is <laughs> work. that
2: one's just him as a, at a Dodgers game Yeah, it's not even him acting he's just at a Dodgers game
1: <laughs> the, and the caption is Dodgers
2: Dodgers
1: <laughs> hire
2: me it's That's a weird
1: It's fun to just like flip through him because you got priest and then you got army guy and then you got businessman and then you got other businessman.
2: He plays it all very well. Cowboy. I Oh, wow. Yeah. You know what? I believe
0: him. Like the beard, mustache, like depending on how he does his facial hair, like I could believe him in any of these roles easily. Exactly. Come on the podcast.
1: Honestly, I bet he would. And I would love to have him because he has been, he's like worked constantly for the past 30 years like it works so to all you young actors out there take a take 44 different headshots of you in different costumes because if qb holub is any indication it works
0: maybe you could be a priest on everybody that's (laughs) right or funerals a funeral priest
1: um and a priest on other things um yeah, so I respect him for that. Um, so, anyway, Ray gets up and he is delivering the eulogy.
2: A uh, fucking awful eulogy. What Jesus happened to what Christ? Deborah wrote? He just gets up there and gives the shitty Wikipedia version of Gus's
1: life. He basically reads his birth certificate. <laughs>
0: yeah! I like that he uses, I, I, I like he drops that he's an Aquarius. 'Cause yeah. like, he's running out of things to say it's fu- already. It's been like twenty seconds. Well <laughs> fun
2: goes, fact he's ten pounds, four ounces. Yeah.
1: It's,
2: Watch out, ladies. Uh, like
1: goes into just, his stores opening hours, goes into all this stuff. I thought it was funny the um <laughs> he had to retire because he had a bad break with his prostate. I thought that was a pretty funny way to describe it was, prostate cancer, probably.
2: It's <laughs> a so, it's a very funny throwaway line, I will say. I thought that was a very, very funny joke.
1: Also, um, another funny choice I mean, in there was Frank sitting in the pews with the juice box. I thought that was a pretty funny choice as well. Yeah, yeah that, was
0: that was a great background gag. I loved that. Mm-hmm.
2: And then in in the midst of all of this, we see Alda and uh and Marie like elbowing each other, you know, doing normal sister stuff. And at one point, Alda has to get up and go to the other side. The bride side in this case of the uh, of the of the church.
0: Wait, before we get to that, I also wanted to mention that while Ray was giving the first part of this eulogy, while before he kind of like does like the thing where he rips up his notes and then starts speaking from the heart. Yeah. Where like I realized that like this is yet another like point um, in Ray's like kind of fear of. Communicating emotionally. He lists facts Ooh, about point. Gus and not much else mm. because he, he just I feel he feels uncomfortable to like like kind of tell you know others kind of how yeah the death made him feel or what Gus means to him.
1: And we know that he had a meaningful relationship with Gus from the first scene. He's like actively choosing not to make Those open up those memories in this vulnerable way and share them with all these people he's just choosing to go the you know cold fact based route because he's a coward and he sucks
2: look at you guys psychoanalyzing Raymond I didn't even put any of that together like where have you
0: been the last two episodes this is the whole show this is what we do
1: this sure, is just, why the show is it. so long.
2: I didn't notice it, all right? I thought that it was... Ah, that's a good point.
1: Can I say um, the most disappointing tearing up the speech and speaking from the heart in film and TV history?
2: Oh my God, it was atrocious.
1: It was not Holy even... Crap. I guess he is... he. It seemed like it was going to be good. It I'm, seemed like he was going to tie it together, the the Alda and Marie feud with Gus, like maybe he would take the lesson from that and maybe say something meaningful about Gus, share a memory or something, but no. You know,
0: I do gotta give it to him that, you know, he, he tried his best to kinda, you know, let bygones be bygones, bring everyone in that room together, and he managed to do that. Everyone in that room came together and destroyed him and deborah's wedding
2: okay yeah we're gonna get there in a second but before i i just want to ask are we to believe did the writers intend that tearing up the speech moment and the impromptu speech that fall did they mean that to be a good speech i because they clapped for it they clapped for it every first of all i i've I, never but, been to a eulogy where a plus
0: yeah, has happened. I mean, after. it wasn't. Was the that audience? A, it was the audience. The
1: studio oh, audience. Monday.
2: Okay, gotcha.
1: Did the studio were were they prompted to applaud that, or did they just Absolute, feel the almost edge? Surely, but it seemed like a weird like.
0: There was yeah, there was a, <laughs> like there was they. A it
1: it seemed like it took a while to get going. Like it didn't seem like a natural applause. Mm-hmm. which made me think that they did not intend for that to happen.
2: That's a good point. Which is also like, what the fuck are you clapping? I, I don't know. It was, it was pathetic. Was just like, it was sloppy. He was just like, yeah, be good. It almost seems
1: like if you saw here. somebody do that in person in real life, it would seem kind of petty. Yeah. Like, again, a man is dead and nobody seems to care, and he's using what should be the, like, the final recognition of this guy's life, his eulogy, he is using to, you know, pathetically try to end a feud between his mom and her sister. Like, a man is dead. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: and it's not about Gus. It's not really about Gus. Yeah, it, labor, it really is
1: Yeah. God. All right, so then uh, Marie and Alda, they... I don't remember if they make up at first, but then they start burning each other again. No, no. Or do they just go straight to...
2: I mean, well, after the awful eulogy, that's when we get everybody standing up and collectively forgetting about Gus and shitting on Ray and Deborah's wedding. Yeah. And then they go into the back room, and that's when Ray tries to mend things up.
1: So a guy... So Marie and Alda are sniping at each other about the wedding, and then this fucking guy... This bald guy stands up and involves himself and (laughs) says some shit about the wedding. And then that prompts the entire funeral to erupt. (laughs) This is insane. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck? It's fucking us. <laughs> what the hell is the funeral
2: director thinking at this point? This is what I want to know. You sort of
1: see <laughs> him in the background going like, you know, oh everybody stop.
0: But Yeah, he's thinking like, this is the Raymond that everybody loves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh it's kind of like a it's like trump rally energy it's like someone lights the fuse and everything goes off and people are everyone, losing their minds and foaming at the mouths and what the everyone fuck?
2: just starts piling the fuck on yeah oh my it's god fucking weird dude and then you see marie for the first time i think we've ever seen her get flustered i almost yeah. felt genuinely bad for marie in this moment and it's just
1: In a way, I, I honestly feel bad for Marie throughout this whole thing. Obviously, the reason this feud is happening is that her and Alda don't have the relationship where they can communicate what is actually going on. And Marie doesn't have the emotional toolbox to communicate that to her family, to find a positive way to cope to it. This whole time is just her having... Mixed up emotions and not knowing how to deal with it, and then suddenly people are piling on her. I feel yeah. very bad for Marie in this episode.
2: She's had a really rough break, really rough break. Um, <sighs> yeah. Anyway, and then <laughs> Ray tries to save the day by grabbing Marie and Alda basically by the shoulders and dragging them into the lobby, yeah, or the front room, whatever it's called, and sits them down on two random chairs. And here is where he actually tries to mend the feud in the most basic terms possible, which is, hey, Gus is dead. You're going to be dead. Stop being mad. And that was kind of it. And it worked.
1: It works for a a second.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I got to give it to Ray in this scene because, I mean, yeah, his communicative uh, abilities to us are not great. Mm-hmm. But and it seems that when comparing to the rest of the Barone family, he is probably in the upper tiers of being able to yeah. resolve conflict.
1: Yeah, that's a really and good. And it's point. amazing
0: to me that uh, that he he was able to kind of fix this seven year year long uh, like issue in a way that felt real because I mean. He used the funeral to kind of coach them into burying the hatchet because, you know, they're both, you know, in this episode, very both like, you know, not young. They're, they're old. They're like death is coming. Yeah. A, a, a weird way to put that. But, uh, I think it, yeah, it, kind it of get them to do
1: that worked in this scene where they're in the back room using the funeral to sort of teach them a lesson and put things in perspective. I thought that worked. I thought doing it during the eulogy and during the funeral did not work and I'm is insane and and ridiculous. So they they learn the lesson and they make up momentarily. This uh, Ray solving this issue makes Deborah horny at the funeral
2: again. Horny counter. What the fuck, horn dog, Deborah.
1: This is the horniest episode. You would think it's the first. It's the pilot where the you know good old sex and all that, but it's really this episode where they're fucking at the they want to fuck at the funeral. They want to fuck uh, writing the eulogy.
2: It's ridiculous. What's, they want yeah. It's it's God. What's the Winston Churchill quote? We will fuck in the we will fuck in the <laughs> stairways. We will fuck in the skies.
1: <laughs> we will fuck on the beaches. Yeah. Oh
2: my god. Yeah, I mean it's. Man, and then I will say, Deborah fucks it up. Deborah like, fucks. I mean, well,
1: Deborah fucks it up, but only because Alden, Marie, do not are immature. Have yeah, have the think, skills I to think maintain. Deborah
0: still does not realize the insanity, the complete insanity that is the Barone family. Yeah, and that in Raymond's mind, now that this conflict is resolved, he has experience with this family, he knows never ever bring it up again. Don't touch it with a 10 foot pole for the rest of their lives, and they will be good until they start fighting about something else. Deborah does not know this yet.
1: It's kind of like a house of cards where Ray is just happy that it's still standing, whereas Deborah, you know, the goal with the house of cards is to keep getting higher and higher. And I think Deborah's impulse in this scene let's add another layer to the house of cards and build on that so that maybe I can have a better relationship with Marie and Alda, when really she should have just let them stay, you know. Yeah, that's a good analogy. On the first it level. It is, that one. It is. Oh, anyway. It's also, very,
2: it's also very interesting that Marie, that Deborah made it about her, which it should always have been. It was mm-hmm. a feud about her wedding. It was her wedding. She, sh- she should have been involved, like, I'm glad that she, they weren't pissed at her, but it did feel very dehumanizing that it was just like oh, yeah. Marie slighted me when Deborah was the one that put it together. That's it, a little insulting. Yeah.
1: I think any time Debra, you know, sort of tries to become recognized as a full person by this family, it's like, you know, she just keeps getting burned.
0: She does. Do we ask the question that Is there potentially a resting resentment from Marie towards Deborah for
1: taking her Raymond away? Taking her Raymond away and then maybe also taking her sister away. In this instance.
2: Interesting. Interesting. If
1: Ray and Deborah didn't get married, there wouldn't be the feud. Maybe that's going on as well. Raymond would
0: still be living at home, probably. It's interesting if you would not let him leave. Yeah, if
1: you think about it. This feud has been going on the entire time Ray and Deborah have been married. So maybe this has something to do with the way that Marie is. Mm -hmm. Maybe if she had a stronger relationship with her sister, she wouldn't have to barge into her son's life so much. Maybe. I, I don't think anyone but us have thought about it this much as usual. So I mean,
0: we'll we'll leave that to everybody loves Raymond Obsessed to determine.
1: We'll leave I that do, to Obsessed with Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond.
2: I do want to throw out there before we leave the funeral scene. Mm-hmm. We see baby Hitler enter the room with the with his brother and sister. They basically disappear. We do not see them at all for the rest of the. We see Ray and Deborah leaving without the stroller.
1: They do? Like,
2: shit. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> That's right, they do. I'm pretty sure they do. Like, they're just gone. What? Which is just continuity is just like. Boop, well, he, he,
0: here's the question, right? Was. Frank had the ju- juice box. Was Frank and Robert with the kids?
1: I think we can assume uh, that, but. <laughs> Also, they is the funeral the is the funeral over? Are they going to bury the man? Well, so now that I'm everyone, assuming,
2: n- I'm assuming people are that, leaving. I'm assuming that Ray is Catholic because we we learn about. Uh, it looks like a I think Catholic that's church. a
1: safe assumption.
2: I think so too. Eulogy happens before the mass begins. Oh, so okay? this is
1: right at the start.
2: We have not done
1: the funeral <laughs> yet.
2: The funeral <laughs> has yet to occur
0: well no here's the thing right everyone heard raymond now they can go home that's true
2: exactly exactly forget about the last eucharist that they're celebrating with their compatriot gus is
0: but a means to an end exactly the
1: pallbearers left so they just have to leave gus there and that that funeral parlor is just not usable anymore i i wish and this is
0: a stupid idea i wish that You know, sometimes when a family member dies and they get cremated, you keep the the urn in your house. I wish they just kept the coffin in their house (laughs) (laughs) like they would an urn.
1: I love. Maybe Robert could use some of his shower strength to like hoist Gus up in the coffin on his shoulders and walk it into. Then you could have a fun scene of him trying to get through the doorway.
2: That would would be really funny. (laughs) That would be really, really funny. Oh, man. Uh,
1: So the funeral's a train wreck, and then we go to our patented hot clothes, which, of course, is the opposite of the cold open, Uh, the end credits scene, which, again, they're really rushing through it. I think it's 15 seconds long. It essentially is Ray and Deborah on the couch in the living room. Ray says something like, funeral was pretty crazy, huh? You still want to have sex? And then that gets a laugh and then we fade to black, and we wait a beat, and then Deborah's like, maybe. So they're still horny. Still so dogs.
2: horny. So, so <sighs>
0: horny. I don't know. I, 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 I don't want to initially dismiss it as horniness because depravity is also on the table. That's true. Sure.
1: Maybe like, she just so- Again,
0: like you said- mm. Yeah, go ahead. Adam, like you said, like, we don't, we have zero confirmation that since the series began that these two have had time together to uh, do this with each other. So maybe it's at this point where they're just like, they've gone for like a couple months and they really just both need it. And they're just kind of like, we got to, we got yeah, to get it we done. We can't
1: discount that for sure. It's just, but, uh, yeah. yeah. You know,
0: Horn dog counter. We're We're putting it on
1: there. Right? So, that is this episode. Where are we on the barometer? How is Ray performing as a husband, wife, husband, a husband, a father, and a son?
2: So we didn't really get much in the way of husband or other than father. horniness. Other than horniness, which I will say, I mean, it's good to want to screw your wife. That's that's a that's a good quality. It feels like a bare
1: minimum. Can I get that on a mug? Yeah, you got it. Babe. There you go. <laughs>
2: Um, there you go. First merch. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Okay. Um, but we heard a lot about Ray as a son. This episode, yes, we saw a lot of Ray as a son, and I will say, not particularly great.
1: At our midpoint at check-in, we were at one point five. Right. Where are you coming out at the end of it?
2: I'm going to give him 100% the benefit of every doubt, okay? I'm going to say that, okay, he's the greatest communicator in the Barones. What a sad statement. I'm going to say <laughs> that, wow, he fixed it only for Deborah's naivete to uh, fuck it up. Even considering all of that, of the we're even going to say that we're going to pretend that the eulogy was good because for some reason every character said it was good. The studio pretend- audience
1: thought it was good.
2: The studio, audience said it was great. The most you can justify in my mind is a three. A three. Like, because, sure, he turned it around. He still was
1: atrocious Mm -hmm.
2: and never apologized. Never once was like,
1: yeah, this is my bad. Yeah. That is so true.
2: Yeah. He just kind of barges ahead and hope everything fixes itself in the background when clearly it fucking doesn't. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: I... I want to clarify something with both of you right now. We are, and I believe we talked about this in the first episode, we are using the barometer to determine Ray's ability as a husband, dad, and son in relation to other fathers, sons, and...
2: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. At the the top,
1: we've got Uncle Phil and Danny Tanner we established as the best dads, and then, down right. at the bottom, I think we had like Don Draper, Walter white, um does that sound uh, right? do we have anyone else
2: yeah, yeah, uh okay, so we're so if we're getting down there, we're talking about violence
1: we're talking about violence, we're talking about you know complete disregard for the family, complete you know disregard for like your spouse
0: actually should not be a family man, yeah like, so should not does have
1: more harm than, man. than good,
2: okay. I'm sticking at three. I'm just so pissed (laughs) at him this episode. I'm sticking at fucking three. That's just like, just, yeah. I gotta, I can't, I can't just, because here's the thing. Last episode, we gave him a four. He was so much worse this episode than he was last episode. Yeah. So I can't give him another four. That's, yeah, I gotta go with three. Okay. Alex? Uh,
0: I, see, here's, here's my hesitance, because, he handled this in relation to the other Verones uh like pretty well. Like he handled this in a way that he knew his family would re- uh, react and receive the information, which shows me that he understands how to get through to his family and that he can do it when he really needs to. I think he struggled a lot in this episode. Uh I think he was very egocentric with this episode. I think he got hyper focused on his own anxiety about uh giving the eulogy mm-hmm. and forgot what was like really important about the entire uh the the entire you know thing you know a man is dead yeah uh but and Ray has bad. to give a eulogy oh goodness uh and after everything we talked about and after after hearing everything I I feel comfortable leaving Ray with a 3.5 this episode.
1: Okay. okay. Pretty general. Down.
0: A little bit down. a little bit higher. I I agree with Mike that I can't give him the same grade I gave him last episode, but I don't think
1: he's that much worse mm-hmm. here. Okay. Okay. That's a good point about he can get through to his family when he wants to. It's just, it takes a lot for him to get there because he's so selfish. I'm going to come in, I think I'm going to give him a three because I think if we're just considering the sun thing and if we're just considering objective human being um, and, you know, the quality of his funeral uh, eulogy, he's a two. I'm giving him an extra point for the horniness (laughs) because... If we're weighting, I I don't think we can weight them equally like son, husband, father, um, episode to episode, but depending on the context of the episode, husband is a pretty low weight. Kids don't even register. They're barely in this. Husband is less weighted than son in this episode. But I think there's so much horniness on the husband side (laughs) that it bumps it up a little. So I'm going to come in at three. Which I think averages averages us out to a 3.25, right, three point two five, right, Matt? Three point. Uh,
2: three point. Yeah. So it says so that's going to come out to a, a nine point five divided by three. Yeah, that's going to come out to about a nine point two.
1: Three point
2: okay. two. Three point two. Three point
0: two. Cool. Yeah. I I'm so excited. Like when we get to like season six, and like one of us is giving <laughs> Raymond a two, and one of us is giving Raymond a nine, and one of us is giving Raymond like. Like a C. Like,
1: <laughs> like we've completely just, we've, out of the scale. We
0: all get so far away from each other. I give
2: Raymond a poorly drawn picture of a duck. Like it's kind of <laughs> yeah. it's
0: it's amazing that like all three of us are still kind of like really in the same ballpark with each other. I thought we'd be kind of diverging even now.
1: I think we're kind of on
0: his behavior.
1: We're still on the same journey as far as how we're perceiving Ray. We only know so much about him at this point. And I think because we're all sort of, you know, we're all educated men, we all are tapped into our emotions and, you know, like to know how to communicate properly with other people, we can sort of evaluate him based on that. And I think with some of the more controversial Ray moves moving forward, I think that's what we'll, where we'll start to see some divergence. But I am looking forward to that. I think yeah, it'll make exactly. things interesting.
2: We're all about twenty-five years old. We know what it's like to be a man at this point. We got it down. That's also
0: going to be cool to see, where we have like the big line graph, where like each of us has our own oh, line yeah. showing our own grading, and then we have the average, and then we have the fan scores. <laughs>
2: it's gonna be—it's it's gonna, gonna be, be a beautiful very interesting graph. to me because I feel like we're all gonna get to a point where either we're so fed up with Raymond's bullshit, or because, like we said, there are over two hundred episodes of this, we're gonna get like we're gonna be doing this into our thirties, and we're like. <laughs> I get it. We get used <laughs> you know, like,
0: we, where we get used to him, yeah. and start judging him based on his previous actions as well, like yeah. understanding where he's coming from. More yeah. that might end us, like help us uh, become more sympathetic to him over time, yeah. and maybe we'll get a little
1: softer on him. The maybe. worst case scenario is that we start off looking objectively at Raymond, and then at the end, we have become Raymond.
2: Exactly. We're all all walking around like, I can't do the voice. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) becomes Raymond.
1: (laughs) Everybody becomes Raymond. I like that.
2: (laughs) Oh, my my, my flippers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Belfast? All right. (laughs) Shut up. So, on that note, let's wrap it up for another edition of Everybody Loves, Everybody Loves Raymond. And, uh,. Please, if you find any Ray Jason artifacts in your travels on the internet, that's clips, that's articles, that's weird pictures, tattoos, or uh, Everybody Loves Raymond official licensed Lego sets, please send them our way to Raymond at postfun.org. That's R-A-Y-M-O-N-D at symbol P-O-S-T-F-U-N dot O-R-G. And we will talk about it on the show. Give you a little shout out. Uh, send you some money. Um, I don't know what else can we incentivize we, people we, with.
2: We, we we don't we don't have money. We we're not gonna we're not gonna give you that money. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will th- thank you guys very much for uh, listening. Make sure you send us your remembrances and your ray artifacts. Is that what we said? Uh,
1: I was I was saying ray jason artifacts.
2: Ray jason artifacts. That's it. Yeah, thank the you, pun is
1: on adjacent. Yeah, gotcha. And I, I use pun that. very liberally. Yeah. By the way. Uh, Uh, if you find yourself listening to this on Apple podcasts or Spotify, the best thing that you can do to help this show is click on those little stars and drop us some five star reviews. If even if you feel like this is a two star podcast, give us five stars and then write in your little review there. I fucking hate this show. I hope all of these guys, uh, die in whatever manner. What manner did Gus die in? Heart attack. I hope these guys are as dead as Leo and Gus. I hope uh,
2: hope they have to retire due to issues with their prostate. (laughs) Bad break with the prostate. Bad break with the prostate.
1: Here are their addresses. Anyway, love the show. Great guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And I think there's only one last thing to say, guys.
2: Thanks for the four upvotes on the the podcast post. Yes! (laughs) Wow. And only one of those was me. Four, <laughs> up, up, up. Oh, make it five, baby. Yeah. There we go. Woo-hoo. We're making it big. We're making it big.
1: On that triumphant note, I think we can sign off with a classic. Everybody
2: loves. loves. Raymond. <laughs> and uh, we, we love you. you. Thanks for listening.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. All right.